Passionately ugly history is geared toward those with mature vocabularies. Mature is not a word used to describe me ever. Although we are teaching you something, we're not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. This means we curse a fucking lot. So if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flipouts, or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off, go suck a dick, kiss my ass, what else? Motherfucker, I hate you, god damn it. Okay, thanks, bye. Hello, and welcome to Passionately Ugly History, where I, Heather, normally rant about the parts of history that are fucked up to my captive audience. Today, however, in the spirit of spooky season, we are doing another Unplanned Digressions episode, um, and my co-host is the quote-unquote lovely Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't expect In the spirit, I have a black cat with me. We both, you have two black cats. Where's the other one? Uh, I don't know. That, that, Hiding would, somewhere. that's truly, that is the, in the spirit of spooky season because I wouldn't be, I'd be scared. I'm a little scared. Yeah, scared. she'll appear somewhere sometime. How, how wet is the concrete? Oh, uh, not at all, actually. It's already painted. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, moving on. So, as a brief reminder, <laughs> Unplanned digressions are usually episodes where we record when something comes up, or but there was no time to to get anything else done, so it's kind of a relaxed thing, and um, it's not necessarily something that's a hundred percent fucked up, and it's maybe kind of history. So like, it's just random shit, essentially, that I felt felt like ranting about. Uh, we for this one. Again, in the spirit of spooky season, we're going to be talking about scary gods and goddesses through various cultures because deities are always lurking and fucking shit up. Also, it is a good time to mention that periodically we're going to have these little episodes here and there where we talk about various pantheons and ancient creatures and all that fun shit because Carrie knows a lot about that shit. So it's fun to actually talk to her about it. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Sure. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I know a lot. I feel like I you're going to be you're going to be able to at least contribute to maybe two of the ones that I'm going to be talking about at least. Yeah. At least the um, last one. The last one oh. you're definitely So, let's get started, shall we? <laughs> so, the first in our uh line of scariest fuck deities is the one very popular with all witchy friends and stuff is Hecate. So, The origin of Hecate and the original country of worship is a mystery, but most believe she originates in Greece, Egypt or Anatolia, but the Greeks kind of hijacked her and she's a Greek goddess. She's in the Greek pantheon and later in Rome, but that's still Greek and I don't even get it anymore. Except for they changed the names because they're Romans. Yeah, yeah. 
I can't remember. Was Hades Ares or was it no. Juno? Did he turn into Juno? Uh, oh man, we're uh, already uh, we're, no. already, we're already we're not already doing unknown. <laughs> he definitely did. He did not turn into Ares. Ares was it Mars? Was no, green. Mars is the god of war, right? Yes. Okay. Well, Mars Mars is Ares. Mars is Aries. Yes. Oh man, now I'm confused. Okay, we're gonna move on. See, th- we're gonna find <laughs> that that the Greek pantheon is where I struggle the most. I, I'm giving you you a little bit of spoiler. I'm going to struggle through any of the Greek ones because it's just oh. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Nobody does. So um, she was mainly worshipped by the Greeks and people and other people still actually complete rituals to Hecate to this day. I mean, you can hop on uh, myself. I follow at least two Instagram popular uh, witch accounts. They're fun to watch. Um, And they do all of these rituals and some of them are to Hecate and all that fun stuff. Um, So that's always good. They they usually wear really cool clothes, which is usually why I follow them, which is sounds incredibly shallow. But but you want their clothes it's okay it really do they look awesome anyways internet (laughs) so um she is the i I alluded to this like three times but she's the goddess associated with witchcraft so every witchy bitch on the internet does stuff to uh that wasn't that wasn't like witchy bitch in a negative term i do not want to piss them off because they know how to hex and stuff so um, you know, I would believe it. Actually, you have nah, enough, you have enough random knowledge. I would believe you'd learn how to hex somebody, mainly out of spite because somebody said you couldn't. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, I, that, I figured somebody had to have said to you, and you're like, "There's no way you could learn how to hex so and so," and you went bet, and then went and did it. <laughs> Ironically, no. Huh? Hey, I Carrie, I bet you ever- couldn't. Hey, I bet you couldn't like hex every ex-boyfriend. But see, I know that that's not true because I know you know I can. <laughs> this is goddamn it. Okay, anyways. So, Hecate is associated with the moon, doorways, creatures of the night like hellhounds and ghosts. So, she's into all of the shit that I find fun, except for doorways. I don't like doorways, they're too tall. <laughs> <laughs> she is commonly depicted carrying a torch and has three faces, which is supposed to to represent that she is the guardian of the crossroads which we'll circle back to later um now like all greek deities half the fun is in the family so we're gonna try and i am strongly emphasizing the term try to unpack this family life and figure out who and the what the fuck is the parents i <clears throat> so <laughs> according to the sources i read she is the daughter of Perseus and Asteria. Perseus was a titan and the titan god of destruction, which is pretty badass. And Asterius was a titaness and the goddess of or- oracles, prophet dreams, astrology, and necromancy. Also really badass. So, um, but this is according to Hesoid, which is like a Greek epic that goes through the details of many of the gods and goddesses' life and birth. Also goes through all of Zeus's escapades, which we will again circle back to that later. I know Carrie's excited for. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. Who doesn't love talking about all this? (laughs) Anyway. Watch out for geese. (laughs) So Euripides uh, says, uh, another writer, philosopher, he's Greek, um, (laughs) says (laughs) her mother is Leto, who is also the mother of Apollo and Artemis, who is also Zeus's kids. So other than other than other writings say that he's actually the daughter of Zeus and Demeter, which is fun, I guess. So her parents alone are confusing, but she also sort of has children. She's got Scylla, which is a sea monster who shows up in Odyssey. Um, but also, but Scylla might also be the daughter of a river named River Nymph and not Hecate. And then there's Circe, who's an enchantress who's known for her knowledge of poisons and herbs. She is known for her role in the Odyssey, where she turns all of Odysseus's crew into pigs, which seems like a lot of fun. Um, or a lot of work. Well, I. Well, maybe they were just being assholes and she just like snapped her fingers and pigs. I don't know. I I read uh, Odyssey a long time ago, but I don't remember any of it. I think it was something like she didn't like men. Yep, that would that would explain the turning into a pigs. But just like men are pigs. Yes, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't go too too far into this episode with that without that being said. Way to go. It wasn't yeah, by you're me. welcome. It wasn't by me this time. Oh, uh, <laughs> glad I could help. Moving on. But like Sikia or the sea monster from Odyssey, um, <laughs> she might also be the daughter of Helios and an ocean nymph. So maybe Hecate doesn't have kids. Who the fuck knows? Um, this is very confusing. So we're just going to move back to Hecate. So... I don't get more confused. In the 5th century, she was associated with death, not just witchcraft. And then she's often accompanied by the Furies, which sounds like a really cool group to hang out with. Um, If you don't know what the Furies are, look them up, I guess. Um, (laughs) Despite the badass things she's in charge of, her tributes weren't like, you know, ritual sacrifice or anything like that. Um, uh, They usually just gave her food. So she liked uh, cakes, eggs, cheese, bread, and um, dog meat, which I was all for all of these tributes until the dog meat. That sounds... Yeah, aside from that, though, uh, maybe they should worship me. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you won't require them to kill Fido. Right. <laughs> um, so... So when the reason that you uh, sacrifice dogs to Hecate, especially puppies, is because um, back in ancient Greece, dogs would um, would actually eat the dead if they're not buried properly. So uh, it was kind of to protect the dead. And also because they growled at the moon, which is basically just yelling at Hecate. And that's not nice. So. uh, Her offerings were always made during um, a new moon. So, you know leading to the spooky rituals where it's like super dark and you're praying to Hecate but that back then that wasn't as spooky and in fashion as it kind of is now yeah except for um, now it's the full moon well no you do it on both um <laughs> you do it both times uh if you're running out of time yeah as I say 
there's 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 things for the full moon there's things for the new moon there's things for quarter moons it's just things all the way all over the place so why is she in their spooky god list uh well the jury's actually still out on that to be honest uh all the research i did stated that the greek attitudes towards hecate was generally positive um it probably the reason that she's on the list for spooky gods is probably because of uh Due to uh, Christianity and witch hunting and all that fun shit, she became villainized through all that shit because woohoo. Um, it also doesn't help that she's the goddess and protector of the crossroads. And then any uh, anybody who's watched like Supernatural knows about crossroad demons, and that's not just something that's made up by Supernatural. So um, being the goddess of the crossroads in a society where the term crossroad demon is a thing, it's not exactly a good thing. So. We were all wondering when we would bring Supernatural into it. I know. I haven't mentioned it once in this podcast. <laughs> Probably because I still haven't gotten past like a certain season because I just got tired of the same old bullshit. But anyways, I mean, same. Anyways, um, we're moving on to our next uh, main divine spooky spook. Um, and that's Kali. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now, I'm sure, as you all know, my education was uh, a rigorous process full of high-intensity courses and taxing assignments, and I'm totally bullshitting you. I have no idea if you're believing me. Um, I but, do. Uh, <laughs> well, just because just I had harder classes than you doesn't mean that they were necessarily harder classes. I don't uh, know. You were always doing some sort of work. <laughs> true <laughs> um so when i was in community college which is where i actually met the lovely carrie all those years ago um uh-huh. <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to remind you that we were kind of getting older um i was thinking more of honestly we're gonna have to bleep that part out <laughs> yeah, right anywho uh i took a course in eastern asian philosophy and each week somebody had to do some sort of like current event related to Eastern philosophy. And somebody did something on a cult of Kali. Now you need to remember that this is baby Heather. So uh, I asked if Kali was the same thing as Kali Ma from Temple of Doom, you know, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom <laughs> where they pull out. his heart. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, side note, I don't know if I've mentioned this before but I wanted to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid. So uh, several times. Yeah. So obviously I was going to reference Kali Ma. Like, I don't know. Oh, I was going to actually do that, but I didn't. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> now you have full range. Just do it all the time. But that being said, um, they're not the same. Uh, but I did get some really weird looks when I reenacted the whole, like, you know, the heart twist Kali Ma thing. Uh, that they did in the yes. so uh <laughs> and that, i don't think i was even drinking at the time like i'm kind of surprised you spoke out in class it was a really small class <laughs> got it <laughs> so kali is actually the goddess of time creation destruction and power so she's got a bit of a full plate going on like i don't know if you think you could handle that much carrie uh, all, oh. all the time. All the time. All right. Well, all then apparently you're now the new Kali. Yes. Uh, she's still worshipped, so that can actually happen. Um, oh, damn. 
So the reason she's on our list is, um, have you ever actually seen a picture of Kali? Uh, no. So uh, I'm going to be using a p- the pictures of all of these dudes in the description for when I watch the thing on the social medias. But uh, so she's usually shown dancing or standing on Shiva, who is also a god, I might add, uh, who lays beneath her. Um, my favorite depiction of her actually has her standing on Shiva uh, with a de- decapitated man's uh, head in her hand and the body's like behind her. And then in, in the uh, the hand, because she has four arms, she on that hand under her the head is holding a dish to catch the blood. And in the other hand, there's a saber. And in the third hand, it's just covered in blood. She's got her. Oh, t- yeah. She's got her tongue out. She's blue. Her hair's all crazy. It's. it's oh, fun. I know this. Yeah, yeah. Just I know this. Oh, one for the thing. She's blue and she has a forked tongue because she had to drink the blood of demons. Yes, we're gonna get to that. Yes, we're getting oh, to that. Sorry. No, that's okay. We, that's cool because now you're getting everybody hyped up for the stories. Um, yeah, literally, so, me and we're just talking about that like the other day. I'm gonna bleep out his name unless he's okay with his name being said. Uh, I would bleep it. Okay, we'll be bleeped. So. We'll be- So uh, one of the first times that Kali is mentioned is around 600 AD. Uh, Her most well-known appearance is on the battlefield of Devi Mahatmyan, uh, which is a religious text. I'm not sure if I said that right. I'm a little more confident in my my pronunciation of uh, Hindu words than I am of uh, Spanish words, which says a lot about the things I read. Um, (laughs) where she appears from the body of a sleeping Vishnu to protect Brahma. Both of those are, Brahma is a creator God with tons of faces and Vishnu is also a God. Um, and the, and she, so she's there to protect Brahma and defeat two demons who are uh, Madhu and Kayatba. I think I said that right. Kayatba is the one, I'm not sure. <laughs> Eventually Vishnu wakes up and declares war on all the demons. But uh, Kali got her dark face. So she's now around. She just kind of like pops up while he's sleeping. So then Kali gets her dark face later in that book when two demon, demons, uh, Chanda and Munda, uh, attack the goddess Durgna, which is the goddess of war, which so I don't understand why you would attack a goddess of war, but I mean, cool. And uh, she gets so angry that her face turns dark. So this is uh, Durga. And uh, out of her forehead appears Kali, uh, so that's what gave her her dark blue skin. And she just proceeds to just slaughter those two demons afterwards because she's so pissed off. Um, later, another demon shows up, Raktabija, uh, who was undefeated. And here's, your, here's where the forked tongue happens. Uh, he regenerates when his blood hits the ground, meaning that 10 drops means 10 Raktabijas. Um, so until uh, Kali eventually shows up, kicks his ass by sucking up the blood before it reaches the ground and essentially eating all him and all of his clones. So uh, then she just dances on the corpses of the bodies and then pieces out. So that's how she got the forked tongue and she drinks blood and it's really freaking cool. Um, some interpretations say that Kali is just Durga's wrath and fury personified which is still really cool. Um, so I kind of love her, to be honest. It's fun to 
learn about Kali. So <laughs> we're doing, we're joining the cult. Uh, I don't know if it's a good thing to, I don't think like the people who join the cult of Kali are like, you know, the cool gothy people like we have here, you know, like oh. because of how like metal she sounds, you'd think like, you know, those misunderstood kids would like join the cult of Kali, but I really just think it's really angry people or people or, or people the- who don't want people to be angry around them. So they try to satisfy Kali. Who knows? Or I don't know. Under- like them. I don't know. I don't understand how religion works. <laughs> So Kali will continue, essentially the myth is that Kali will continue to exist until the world ends. Uh, she has many different forms depicted depending on location. There's Maha Kali, which translates to the great Kali. And sometimes it's considered like the greater, greater form of Kali, like, you know, it's like her final form, I guess. Um, this Kali has 10 heads, 10 arms and 10 legs. She holds things in her hands that represents the powers of all the other Hindu gods, um, basically saying, like, I've got all this, but I don't need you. I have everything in my hands. Hence why it's the great Kali. Like, it's can't be beaten sort of thing. There is also the Dakshina Kali, uh, which is popular in Bengal. She protects her devotees and children. Um this version is where she is standing on Shiva, where her standing on Shiva is actually most like most popular. Uh, it says that the reason that she does that is uh, Shiva l- decided to lay in front of her to stop her from rampaging. And so when she stepped on him, she kind of like came back to her senses, which uh, seems like an effective way to stop someone from rampaging, I guess. Yeah, it sounds legit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um. And then there is Samhara Kali, also known as Vama Kali or Raksha Kali, or there's there's like six different versions of it. I don't it's, it's none of them are Kali Ma. So which is upsetting for me, which is mildly upsetting. <laughs> so uh, that's it for uh, this spook goddess. Um, so you guys all see her picture when I post it, but she's looks pretty freaking cool. Um, Side note, Wiki talks about the cult of Kali from Temple of Doom, so it's kind of the same, right? Right? Oh, absolutely. Take that community college. You're, you're just trying to justify it. <laughs> Take that community college course. That I wasn't college course. I wasn't wrong. I, I, I was an expert <laughs> on Eastern philosophy when I didn't know anything about Eastern philosophy. <laughs> I took one class, now I'm an expert. Obviously. <laughs> so um i feel like we should let them know you're building something <laughs> oh um let them know i'm building an ikea furniture oh so uh you finished that course on duolingo for swedish then <laughs> yes absolutely fantastic um our next chilling chill inducing supreme being is yamantaka so this is another one of those that I picked because the depiction is fucking scary. Uh, Yamantaka is the destroyer of the god of death. Uh, he, is, he saw death and said, fuck you. And then actually defeated Yaman. I mean, Yama, who is the god of death, thus breaking the reincarnation cycle. So he kind of fucks everything up for everyone. But he, he, he fucking destroyed death, which is kind of badass. Um, nonetheless, he is a Buddhist god mostly associated with Tibetan Buddhism. Uh, 
I keep saying, um, I need to stop. Now, I'm not a Buddhist, obviously, uh, but I did take an Eastern philosophy class once. Hey, look <laughs> hey, at that. One hey, semester. <laughs> and I still don't know shit about it. Like, it got real oh, confusing. My. I got so confused. So if I'm wrong on any aspect of this, uh, just let me know. You don't even need to give me a source. I'm just going to assume that if you know something about Buddhism, you are now my official source on Buddhism because I don't know. There's just... I don't know. It's like one of those things where I think I get it and then I'm, I'm lost again. Well, let me tell you all about Buddhism. <laughs> Am I supposed to insert like some sort of track in a different voice that starts talking about Buddhism? If somebody uh, wants to I'm... send us a track talking about Buddhism. I'll insert you right there. Perfect. <laughs> I was just going to go with like random stuff and be like, Hey, you said you were going to quote me as the source. <laughs> Something about attachment. I don't know. So something. let's talk about how Yamantaka actually looks. Or did you have something else to say about Buddhism? No, no, I'm good. Are you sure? You're the yeah, expert. Yeah, I'm good. I am the expert on Buddhism. <laughs> it's something involving trees. I don't, I actually don't think that's true. <laughs> Listen, they meditate with trees. I'm sure. Okay. What do I know? I don't know anything about Buddhism. What do I know? So I remember watching this uh, one movie where they do like this weird death scene sort of thing and they do this portrayal of uh, Yamantaka and I still like vividly remember how fucking creeped out I got by it. It's just, again, he's going to be one of the pictures that in the description so you'll get to see him. But for a brief description, he has nine faces, 34 arms and 16 legs. Yeah, um, that's not overkill. Well, all of these legs are described as treading on gods, men, and beasts alike. So he legit wears a crown of skulls. Like this isn't even like campy, like overdone morbid goth art. This is like Buddhist symbols has got just skulls on his head. And he wears a, ne- a necklace of uh, decapitated heads around him in most of the depictions that I saw. So there's that. Uh, he's my new favorite god. I mean, actually, he looks pretty cool. There's actually one of the uh, one of the pictures that I keep coming across, and I can't figure out why it's like that. But he's he looks like he's making out with somebody in the picture. Because why not? I'm confused. I was like, I don't know. And I didn't want to be like Yamantaka makeout session, like Google search it, because I feel like I would get like some really weird shit. Like, oh, you would absolutely get really weird shit. Yeah, like some porn going on there, Japanese porn. I don't know. Buddhist porn. Does Buddhist porn exist? Um, If it doesn't, you know the rule. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking 34. Rule 34. (sighs) You got to do it now. I'm not doing it. Uh, you have to it's the rule i would like to break the rules oh you can't Um. (laughs) everyone on the internet will jump down your throat now um does that sound like i'm in taco porn i mean it could be part of it okay well there we go and (laughs) move it the fuck along Yamantaka is also associated with four Maras, which are kind of like Buddhist demons. So demons seem to make an appearance so far in a shit ton of things. Um, They are as followed. The Mara of aggregates, 
which symbolize clinging perceptions and the idea of being real. Um, the Mara of destructive emotions, which symbolizes our addiction to habitual patterns and negative emotions. So the, we're, we're like best friends with the Mara of destructive emotions. I mean, yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I have them over for dinner every night. Yes, definitely. Uh, then there's the Mara of the Lord of Death, which is obviously represents death itself. So uh, and also the fear of change. And then finally, there's the Mara of the sons of the God, which symbolizes craving for pleasure and convenience and peace. And somehow that is bad. So I don't get Buddhism. Uh, Catholics. Like like the convenience of like liking peace is bad. I don't get religion. Yep, same. <sighs> Anywho, his depictions still uh, give me the heebie-jeebies. Like anytime I see it, I don't know what it is. It just like strikes that fear and like not fear, just like I'm just like Ugh! every time I see him. And it's not just because like, oh my god, he's got way too many limbs. It's actually me being like, why does this dude creep me out? One of them, like I said, yeah, here, I even mentioned in the script that I, the part it looks like he's making out with somebody, which I'm still confused. If somebody wants to, our newest Buddhist expert, maybe not you, maybe another Buddhist expert wants to tell me what that is, I'd appreciate it. However, Yamantaka tattoos look pretty cool. I wouldn't get one, but they look pretty cool. So uh, Google search that. That's cool. If you guys. Uh, I can't. I can't with my phone. This is true because you're using it. Right. All right. We're going to move on to the next uncanny immortal, uh, which is the Morgan. Uh, the Morgan was an Irish goddess of war and death, as well as the goddess of prophecy and fate. Did you just hurt yourself? No. Okay. I heard a bang. <laughs> no, no, no worries. <laughs> She was known as the Phantom Queen and even used a shit ton of ravens to carry the bodies of dead people from the battlefields. Uh, which is cool. Her association with ravens stems from uh, the crows that fly around battlefields because they kind of look similar. So they just said it's a ra they're actually just ravens. If, if, you're, if you see bodies floating away, they're not crows, they're ravens and blah, 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 blah. I mean, both are cool. They are. They both are pretty cool. Uh, it is said that she is both a single goddess and three goddesses at once, which what? I don't. Um, she's a shapeshifter who would often take the take on many forms and sometimes they were at once. Hence the three goddess thing. All of them would go by Morrigan which is why she's actually referenced as the Morrigan and not like Morgan. So like, if you want to be called the Carrie, you need to clone yourself two more times. Oh, I'm yeah. on it. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, she appears in many battle myths and a lot of scholars link her to the creation of a Banshee um, or uh, Fae women of lore, the Furies and stuff like that. Her family is about as a, uh, interesting as Hecate's so I guess like the Irish gods aren't any more con less confusing than Greek gods to me because uh, here we go she is the daughter of Ernmas which is a mo mother goddess which I'm not really hating on Irish mythology but 
you're in, a mother goddess is going to be the mother for a goddess and it just seems redundant her dad's unknown so maybe it was zeus or something who knows um and she had three siblings iru uh banba fodla and uh, which i know that's going to be the name of your first son is fodla uh <laughs> and I think that's sons. Son and daughter. Son and daughter. (laughs) And they they represent the sovereignty of Ireland. Um, I know I probably said those names wrong, and I'm sorry if we have. I don't think we have any listeners in Ireland right now. So I think I mean, I'm Irish. Does that count? So am I. It didn't help. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There was also bad like it's it's spelled B as in boy, A, D as in dog, B as in boy. Bab? Bab. We're gonna go with just that. Call, just call him Barb. Barb. And then there's Macha or Maca, or it's spelled M A C H A Macha. I'm gonna go with Macha. I love Macha. Um <laughs> So we got so we got Barb and Macha. Barb and Macha, who are actually who actually make up the trip triple goddesses of war with morgan so they're one of the so apparently they're siblings but they're also versions of her irish (laughs) um i didn't think it could get more confusing than greek but here i am but here we are (laughs) she has five brothers glon nim kosar facha and olam Bacha will be the name of my child. <laughs> okay. I'll take Olam, I guess. <laughs> and, well, but Nim is spelled with a G. Uh, all right. It's, That's it's cool. spelled G-N-I-M. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but the G won't be silent. Ganim? Ganim. <laughs> Maybe I Ganim, said it get over here. <clears throat> um, so she was married to Dagda who was kind of like the Odin of Irish mythology. He was the big king, and he's associated, he was associated with fertility, agriculture, manliness, and strength, mm. as, well, as well as magic, druidry, which is really just forest magic, and wisdom. I'm probably really wrong on the druidry, but we're just going to go with that's forest magic. It's forest magic. They're the earthbenders of the magic world, um, which is also cool. What about metal bending? That's just badass. Those are necromancers. We're going to go with it. We're going to. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to try to figure that one out. He actually came for a prophecy from the Morrigan. And I guess he liked her so much, though, that he married her or what have you. They don't really go that much into it. I guess there's not a courting process like there is in like Greek mythology or whatever. She's actually pretty cool, but also super fucking blunt, which is probably why I like her. Um. On the day of a battle where the gods, gods fought hordes of Fomorians, which was an invading tribe, um, it was asked what the Morrigan had brought to the battle, which she just said, pursuit, death, and subjugation. Subjugation. Um, so uh, if anyone wants to ask you what you're bringing to an office potluck, I've got three dishes. Pursuit, death, and what was the third one? Subjugation. All right, so just pres- pursuit and death. I left the other one in the car. 
<laughs> my bad <laughs> works for me um yeah morgan also joined the battle only after her grandfather nuda was killed and her husband was wounded and she defeated them with a poem um it was so bad that they all quit i i i think that might be it because i'm confused how you defeat somebody with a poem uh, another story says she was taking the form of an old woman, which uh, Ku Kalin uh, was had chased and then attacked. Ku Kalin is like a, a like I guess I want to say he's like the Irish Hercules, but I don't know. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, I, I don't like I I don't know. Um, she changed into a raven, which led the dude to notice that it was probably the Morrigan, and he apologized, saying he would have never. Uh, done it if he had known it was her so she she basically like rolled her eyes and told him uh that he would die in an upcoming coming back coming battle and she would lose and she would watch him so uh i basically basically she's like fuck you dude you're gonna die so which is cool horribly horribly in a battle nonetheless in a ba- and i'm gonna watch <laughs> and i'm gonna watch uh, <laughs> the reason she is a spooky deity is in my opinion she is depicted in text as deriving pleasure from the pain and suffering of those who were dying violent deaths uh, also because banshees are fucking terrible and she inspired them so um, nobody likes a banshee screaming banshees I fucking hate it I hate banshees um, and then last but certainly not least uh, we have to save the most, uh, s- the scariest and creepiest of the deities uh, for the very last, which is the Queen of Rage herself, Hera. <laughs> oh, I'm so surprised. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, now, we're just going to be frank here. Disney did not, did a great disservice to Hera and Hercules making her that kind of like meek pink goddess that she was. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm so kind and loving. Yeah. She's with the cute smile and everything. Um, well, they also depicted uh, Zeus as a loving father. So, I mean, yeah. So like, she's actually like a force to be reckoned with. And I think we, we, are we going to go on a, like a little tangent about how the only God they portrayed appropriately was Dionysus. Um, um I don't think we need to, I think yeah. he speaks for himself. I mean, Hades was pretty okay, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, they they, they kind of messed it all up. I mean, to be fair, though, they couldn't be really that accurate. Like, how are you going to exp- explain Zeus's escapades to children? Well, you could at least leave that out, but don't have him as a loving Yeah, father. but half the shit that, like, Hera is, like, what Hera is is because Zeus is... So we're gonna talk oh, about yeah. it. We're gonna talk about right. it. Right. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it. I call her the Queen of Rage, but she's actually the Queen of the Gods and sister slash wife to Zeus and the goddess of marriage and birth. So um all of the gods are just kind of related to each other. So like the sister slash wife thing isn't a deal breaker in Greek mythology, apparently. Like if it's your child or if it's your sister, that wasn't out of bounds for any of them, apparently which I guess is cool. Uh, she is often called a jealous, she called a jealous and vengeful uh, goddess, but it's actually usually just comes to uh, many of Zeus's lovers and illegitimate offspring. She gets jealous and vengeful. 
And I tend to think that she uh, should have focused her rage on Zeus, not the people that he uh, preyed on. But uh, I think she was rightfully pissed most of the time. I think also she knew she couldn't take Zeus down. You know, that's probably right. There's actually like this new Netflix show where it's like almost like an anime that's called like the blood of Zeus. It's very corny, but Hera also looks like a badass, and you can tell it's because she knows she can't beat Zeus. Um, so she just so she just kills everyone else. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> she is kind of the HBIC because she actually refused Zeus's marriage proposal at first. Uh, but Zeus just used a thunderstorm and transformed himself into a cuckatoo, a cuckatoo, a cuckatoo the bird uh, the bird, bird and pretended to be in trouble and uh, Hera really loved animals so she let him into like the bird into her room and like hugged him to her and then he proceeded to change back into his true form and rape her uh, yeah. oh yeah trigger yeah. warning this is Zeus there's a lot of rape um, she then was so ashamed that she married him which I don't sounds about, sounds about no, right sounds pretty Greek uh, yeah it is, it is said that Zeus loved Hera, but he also loved Greek. I mean, loved Greece, which is why he always went down to Earth and had like a shit ton of affairs. Hera is often characterized by her jealousy for these lovers and illegitimate children. But it, it that's not to say she didn't have a shit ton of children herself. And we're going to go on a rapid uh, rapid fire children's roll call here. We've rapid got fire children's roll call. We've got Angelos, who's an underworld god, Ares, which is the god of war, Alithia, who is the goddess of childbirth, Enyo, which is a war goddess, Eris, which is the goddess of discord, Hebe, which is the goddess of youth, and Hephaestus, I was doing so good, Hephaestus, Hephaestus, did so good until then. And The forge uh, one? Now he's the god of fire and forge. Yeah, the forge one. Yeah, yeah, the one that I can't get right. <laughs> yep, nobody can. Is he the one who makes the lightning bolts? Yes. Yes. He's okay. also the one, he was born ugly, so that's why he's a cripple because Zeus threw him off the Mount Olympus. Great father. Just father Great of the father. year. Father, father of, of the, the year. year. He's like, oh, this child's ugly. Toss. Woo. And now he makes them lightning bolts. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's great. Um, sure. <laughs> Um, in another, there's also another one named Typhon or Typhoon, depending on who's reading it. Um, but he's not actually a god and he was not Zeus's child. Story, the story goes that she was really pissed at Zeus because he alone gave birth to Athena. Like he, I, he gave birth to Athena just out of nowhere. Just poof. Oh, he, he took a piece of his forehead out. For Athena. I'm glad you're on this call because I did not look that up. Hey, you're um, welcome. So she prayed, she as a result prayed to Gaia to become pregnant with the son, a son as strong as Zeus. And then she slapped the ground and then bam, pregnant. Is that what is that how it works? <laughs> it's like in the um I don't know if you listened to the episode on the Cherokee we did where the dude slapped the girl with a fish so she would only have children every like and then she started just having children every seven days. Just started making babies. All yeah. right. You just slapped her with a fish. And apparently is what does it? Well, in Greece, you smack the ground. 
All right. She well, gave, you gotta pray for her. Yeah, you gotta pray to Gaia. Uh, she gave birth to a, like a little serpent monster, and then and then named him Typhon. Uh, he then became like known as the great bane to all mortals. So maybe he's strong as Zeus, but right now he's just fucking with mortals. So he's doing the exact same thing that Zeus does. Well, no, he's fucking with Zeus is fucking mortals. Isn't it the same? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends how much emotions are involved in one of them. Now, the main reason oh. that Hera is on her list, like I told you, is that uh the shit she did to the women Zeus fooled around with and the children they bore. So let's get started on this. But we have to talk for a second about how much of a slut Zeus was. Just for a second. Um, not yeah, like not only was he fucking everyone, the concept of pulling out just wasn't something he subscribed to. Like, just didn't do it. Uh Zeus had 41 immortal children. That means like gods, goddesses, monsters, so on and so forth. Uh, some were with Hera. Others were with goddesses such as Semle, Demeter, and even Persephone. Um, he also had at least 50 moral, mortal offspring. At least. That's 91 kids. Do you think he was paying child support? Nope. For any of them. <laughs> like I don't think so. Uh, so I mean, you don't really have to. I mean, yeah, but then you got to hide them. Well, we're going to get to that. So we're going to talk about what Hera did to them. So that's how we're going to get to them because they're all going to have to get hidden. So we're going to start with Io. She was an Argiv princess uh, when Hera heard she just recently got married to Zeus. So like not only did Zeus like fuck, but he married the half of them. So I guess he was in love. Um, but you don't really Every need to time. love somebody to marry someone. But uh, as the divorce rate proven, she, so she Hera came down to Earth. Uh, the source said that she raced down on a thundercloud. So I'm just imagining a thundercloud race car just zip, zipping to Earth from Olympus. It's like so that uh, that was a fun little imagery to have. But Zeus knew she was coming and turn Io into a cow. Like, you remember from uh, Kronk's New Groove, like, hi, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? Uh, that was that was Emperor's New Groove. That was Emperor's and New Groove. also, yes. <laughs> That's the best thing. I don't it's, think... Oh, you are dismissed. The rest of you, get him! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, you're dismissed. <laughs> yes, you are dismissed. I just, like, when I wrote that, I was like, a cow? But it's a white cow, okay. which is apparently very pretty. Um, but it didn't fool Hera, obviously. But she wasn't going to, like, straight up kill the cow. She instead demanded that Zeus gift her the cow. Um, and he wasn't one to say no to her. So he did. She then tied the cow to a tree and sent her servant Argus to keep the cow, Io, and Zeus apart. So even though Io is a cow, Zeus is still trying to hook up with cow. Again. It, it, well, Zeus could turn into a cow, so He's it makes such sense. such a slut. I can't. Like, I'm a slut shame Zeus. That's the only one I'm going to slut shame here is Zeus. Slut shame and Zeus. <laughs> He's the original slut that all should be, that should be shamed. He should not be held to any sort of standard. He's a fucking slut. Argus was an amazing, had amazing strength and a hundred eyeballs all over his body, which is incredibly unsettling. <laughs> like, uh, just thinking about it. Ugh. No. 
even Zeus was afraid of Hera's wrath. So he did not intervene once she had Io and was having her and having her protected by the 100 eyed dude. Uh, but he did order uh, Hermes to kill Argus, which he did by lulling him and all of his hundred eyes to sleep, which apparently killed him. When Hera found out that Argus died, she got pissed, like Hera pissed. And she took his eyes and pulled them and put them on the feathers of peacocks. So like that eye pattern that you see on a peacock is Argus's eyes. Sure. Pretty cool, I guess. Peacocks are her favorite. There should only be a hundred of them then. I'm shrugging. I don't know. I told you I can't figure out Greek mythology. Greek and Buddhism. Don't know it. Can't figure it out. Now, I always don't want to know. Don't want to know. it. It's it's over. Nobody's (laughs) doing it. Uh, Io is free and wanders back to Earth, but she's still a cow um, and ends up being worshipped as Isis in Egypt. So pretty cool. Zeus eventually convinces Hera to let him turn Io back into a human, to which she agrees, but she, but on the condition that he never sees her again. He never goes to see Io. I bet you know that he didn't listen. And he goes and sees Io, and now she's a god queen of Egypt, because she's Isis now, and bores him a son who becomes a king of Egypt. So there's another bloop, mini Zeus running around. Now, this is Greece, so I hope you know that Zeus went both ways. This is Greece. So this is ancient Greece, so he went both ways. Uh, So there's Ganymede a Trojan prince who was known for his beauty. Zeus took the form of an eagle and abducted him. But don't worry. He compensated the king with a nice horse and let him know that Ganymede would serve him as his cupbearer and be his lover, to which the king was honored, I guess. I guess I guess that's great. They kidnapped your son. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's fine. He got a horse out of it. He got a horse out of it. Well, what's a pretty son doing for him you know <laughs> it's like um you've seen monty python on the holy grail right okay i got the dumb look i'm sorry i don't know i can't remember half the time which one of my friends haven't seen it um oh i think they God. i think i forced alana to watch it last so i think we're i good. would hope that n- you were not friends with people who have not well alana didn't see it so i forced her to watch it after i found out well um, that's good but anyways you know the dude the the prince that sings all the time yes that's what I thought of when I, the Ganymede dude. I just thought of him singing out the window and then Zeus shows up and saves him. <laughs> well, can I have a little peril? <laughs> just a little peril. Just a little peril. So Hera was jealous and eventually turned Ganymede into the constellation Aquarius. So there's that. And I would have looked up the qualities of an Aquarius if I really was committed to it, but I'm not committed to knowing that. Um, I don't think I know any Aquariuses. I don't either. <coughs> You're a Gemini, right? Uh, cancer. You have cancer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a horrible joke. So you're a crab. Got it. Yeah, I'm a crab. Works. And my, my symbol is 69. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Hera seemed to like to uh, fuck with constellations, too. So there was Callisto, a nymph dedicated to Artemis, which 
when you're dedicated to Artemis, that means no bonus. Yeah, no bonus. So you're right. You're right. You got it. Uh, Zeus, of course, fell in love with her, quote unquote, fell in love. Um, Once again. Again, because he loves Greece. So obviously by loves, it means he's got to fuck as much of Greece as possible. But not you. You're too up. Sort of thing. Like, ew, no. (laughs) Ew, gross. I bet you have a good personality. Yeah, exactly. So Zeus fell in love with her. So he turned into Artemis and took advantage of her. And she had a son, Arcus. Uh, And this is actually kind of where it gets fuzzy a little bit. Castillo got turned into a bear somehow. There are three suspects. Obviously, Zeus, who wants to hide him. I mean, hide her. Or uh, from Hera or Hera who did it out of jealousy or Artemis who's just pissed that Castillo broke her vow of chastity which wasn't her fault but the Greeks never had an issue with victim blaming so so it is what it is I'm team Medusa Medusa, if anybody doesn't know that oh me too poor Medusa Medusa. poor Medusa Hera was not happy uh, with just with uh, Castillo just being a bear though and tried to trick Artemis into killing the bear while hunting. Zeus came to rescue her and turned Castillo into the constellation Arctos, which is the great bear or Ursa Minor. So stars. Uh, Then his son eventually got turned into, uh, I mean, sorry, she got turned into Ursa Major, and her son got turned into Ursa Minor to save them from Hera. Uh, Hera was still not happy, and persuaded uh, Theseus and Oceanus to forbid Castillo from entering the ocean. Thus, the northern star, which is in Ursa Minor, I mean Mar- Major, never sets over the horizon. So it never goes into the ocean. We can't talk about Hera's wrath without talking about the one, the only, Hercules. Um, but his actual name is Heracles, by the way, not Hercules. His name means glory to Hera, so I don't know what Zeus or Zeus's uh, girlfriend was thinking about naming it glory to Hera when it's basically a huge insult to Hera. I don't know if they were just being petty or... Maybe he was trying to save them. I think he was just being petty. Or he was trying to be smart about it. He's (laughs) like, hey, it means glory to you. Don't kill him. (laughs) Don't kill him. don't kill it according to the iliad on the day zeus was expected to uh, zeus was expecting alchemy why can't i say her name alchemy heracles's mother i was gonna give birth to heracles he made a proclamation to all the gods saying something like the son of zeus was going to be born and he was going to rule all men around him and Hera responded to this by making him swear it was true. Basically saying, like, this is going to happen, right? He said, yes, of course. And then she went down. She went, fuck yeah, bet this. And then raced down to Earth on her thundercloud um, race car again. Uh, the first thing she did was she made she made the wife of uh, Theneus, Thenelus, which is the son of Perseus and one of Ze- which is also one of Zeus's kids. Um go into labor two months early and give birth to Eurystheus, um, who actually ended up being one of the three kings of the stronghold of Argolid. So he was actually, so he was born on that day and he was a king of men. And she also stopped Heracles' mother from having birth, from giving birth that day. 
uh, different stories said she did it different ways. Uh, one of them was by uh, tying her legs shut. And the other one was by sending witches. Either way, Heracles wasn't born on the day that Zeus had proclaimed the ruler of men was going to be born. So instead it was his other son. I mean, Perseus's son, not Perseus's son. Perseus's son's son. There we go. I'm not saying their names. I'm, I tried it once. <laughs> I tried it once. We failed. We're not having it now. Yeah. So Zeus made a pact. And so that, uh, uh, so because he made that pact with Hera saying that the ruler of men was going to be born that day, the one that was born did rule men and Heracles didn't. Hera wasn't done there, though. Uh, this part might sound familiar if you watched any any of the Disney story a little bit like it was kind of on point. She sent two serpents to kill Heracles while he was sleeping as a baby. He killed them with his bare hands and then played with their bo- with their bodies like toys. In the in the Disney movie, that was pain and panic, and he just played with them. Zeus is still a fucker, by the way, when it comes to Heracles. Again, not a good father. Uh, he tricked Hera into actually nursing Heracles, and when she found out, she freaked out and pulled him away, which actually created the Milky Way. So <laughs> it's breast milk, apparently makes sense i'm never eating milky way candy bar ever again uh that's okay i'm i'm not torn up about that one yeah they're not very good yeah they're not great when heracles became an adult Hera stepped up her game and drove him insane she drove him insane and led him to kill his family so anybody who's watched that uh kevin sorbo show from back in the late 90s did you ever watch that show uh nope it's like a her it's hercules it's the stories of hercules and it's always and like they always allude to his uh his family and stuff very sh- like alluding to the fact that he killed them but he straight up killed them because harem drove him insane um but during that he's going on these uh these missions for of atonement through the whole thing and he that's part of the myth is he goes through a mission of atonement um heracles goes on his 12 labors to atone it's called labors sorry not missions uh, for what he did and the whole while Hera was making it more and more difficult sabotaging him the best she could and she even involved involved the Amazons which was cool because the Amazons are fun she didn't come out of her sabotage on mission unscathed though it was said that during one of her one of Heracles' quests he shot Hera in the right breast with a triple barbed arrow which was incurable and left her in constant pain. So now she's angry and in pain all the time. So that's going to end real well, right? For everyone. For everyone. Everyone's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's all fine. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's a 2020 of situations. <laughs> yes, it is a 2020 of situations. <laughs> it's great. It's great. We're fine. We're fine. It's going to be okay. These are unprecedented times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, there are some accounts that say that Heracles and Hera actually became friends after a while after he saved her from being raped by a giant who she eventually married to her daughter Hebe so I don't understand Greek marriage and Greek (laughs) Uh, and now we're gonna call it on Hera because she fucked more shit up and I mean like a shit ton more of shit Uh, but uh 
we ain't got that kind of time. Her and the all of all of Greek mythology is then and then Hera found out. And mayhem. Hera found out. Mayhem and madness. And so that ties it up for our Halloween unplanned digression episode. So woohoo. Woo. Woo. Uh, but, now, but now it's time for business. Mm. Business um, about the podcast. I'm going to do it. On, I, I'm bogarting the episode that you're on while you build IKEA furniture. Oh, okay. Um, to go over business. Uh, I've decided to. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've decided to alter the release schedule for the podcast. Um, being that this is a baby podcast. And uh, I put everything together myself while uh working a fairly demanding uh, full-time job it was kind of a bit over ambitious for me to think that i could do the research the editing and everything like that while surviving 2020 and uh <laughs> and getting you guys episodes every week so i despite decided um i'm gonna spend a little bit more time on the researching aspect and throwing the episodes together instead of like rushing everything together all at once that being said the release schedule is is only changing a little bit. I will release one main episode on a Saturday, followed by a mini episode on that fo- on the next Saturday afterwards. Then the third Saturday, I'm going to be doing one of these unplanned digression sort of things where it's like kind of lazy, um, talking about random stuff. It's obviously not going to be an unplanned digression anymore because it's now planned. So, uh, oh, I don't like it. Let's do it on a <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> it's like uh we'll call it random rants or what have you i don't know i'll figure something out um we'll workshop it workshop it i don't know i'll do a poll but nobody ever does those so um i did one one i know i remember uh i, I couldn't figure out how to actually do a poll on facebook and you had to show me <laughs> oh yeah uh after that episode there will be a two-week break which will allow me time to do research record put things together and not have to like worry about getting something out within a week so that way so what it'll be is it'll be three episodes then two weeks with no episodes and then three episodes so three weeks of episodes two weeks with no episodes three weeks so it's like a five-week cycle uh i hope that's okay with all you guys uh, there still may be some hiccups and maybe if I get some sort of backlog on research, we might be able to release weekly again, but uh, I'm not a professional podcaster and neither are any of the uh, captive audience members that I have. Like one of them is I'm staring at her ceiling right now, which what the heck is that in your rafters? <laughs> is that like, you know what? Don't, don't worry about it. Is that ghost? Is that ghost locker? Oh, it's a plate. It's a plate. Right. Oh, it looks See like it? it's a- yeah, I thought it like had the Goschlager logo on it. I'm like, what the hell? Listen, don't ask questions. I also have a knife. You have several of those. That does, that's not that's the least surprising thing you could have pulled out. Oh, you're right. But I was currently using it. So, <laughs> so Sorry. like I said, none of them are professional podcasters. We all have shit to do. So I, I have to work with them as well. Obviously doing it via Zoom and all that fun stuff. But uh, I hope that's all okay with you guys. If you guys ever have like any sort of suggestions, you know the email addresses. I'll put them in the description of the notes of this episode, but I'm not going to say them right now because I didn't write them down in my script because I forgot. So (laughs) anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode and happy Halloween and all that fun shit. The best holiday ever. Uh, Mask up, stay safe. And if you're in the U.S., fucking vote. Because I'm tired. Because I'm tired of unprecedented times. 
Unprecedented times. These are unprecedented times. Okay, we're They're not so gonna... unprecedented. <laughs> I hate them. All right. Well, uh, have a good Halloween, everybody. <laughs>